Good afternoon, morning or evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is our second episode we were recording in a row today. Birdchild did not fart this time. <laughs> That's what you think. Allegedly, he did not. Just kidding. I always announce my farts. That's, That's very noble of you. Yeah, like, like <laughs> well, I'll just be standing in a room with some of my friends. By the way, guys, I farted. Like, <laughs> just to let you all know, I usually own up to it. Or, or sometimes, if like, oh god, who ripped one? I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, that was me. Yeah, like, I usually own up to it because it's fair. it's funny. <laughs> sometimes it is. It's funny to say you farted. I mean, like, sue me. That's that's hilarious. I can't argue with you. We're, I'm 19. You know, that's farts are funny. <laughs> farts. I'm sorry. Farts will always be funny. Yeah, if you outgrow poop humor, you are (laughs) equally as old as somebody who says they're too old for hide-and-seek. You're taking yourself way too seriously if you think farts aren't funny. Like, guys, come on. It's funny. (laughs) You know it is. (laughs) All right, why don't we uh, have the uh, symbolic obligatory chair lowering? Yes, indeed. Squeep. All right. Wow, it's at a great level. Yep. It's the. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same as it was. Yes, before. it is. <laughs> which was already adjusted well. Oops. Oh well. Yikes. Okay. Listen. <laughs> I really. I didn't. I didn't want to ask. Okay. But I have to. I'm sorry. I have to. So. I I, I enter Luigi's wonderful home. Warm welcome. It's fantastic. We go to the basement, which is where we are now. We record episode one. Okay, okay, let's, you know, take a break, get some snacks, maybe play some Pac-Man. Go back upstairs. And that's when I see him. (laughs) And I wasn't going to say anything, but I just, I need to ask. I'm sorry. Luigi, may I ask the story of your, I'll say, three-quarters life-sized Santa animatronic in your living room, <laughs> who happens to be not the same race as the two of us. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm so curious. This, I feel like the story of this has got to be good. I mean, yeah, I, I, didn't, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I, I was just having my apple, my chicken nuggies, wonderful snack. I look over in the <laughs> corner of my eyes, like, is that a person? I, I look over and it's this, Dancing Santa robot, who who Just Black Santa, dude. happens to be African American, Black Santa robot. <laughs> I just, I gotta know. The people, the people need to know. I'm dying to know. Well, uh, Black Santa has been a part of the family for like as long as I can remember. You're kidding. Swear on God, we've had Black Santa for like over ten years. He still works incredibly well. Other than the fact that it sounds like he's. You know, clapping cheeks. I mean, I just every time he's hips move. <laughs> I just yeah. thought those the motors, but like they all work well. He's got the full range of motion. His mouth still opens. Yep. He sounds. I mean, he sounds bad, but it's just the tin, tinny, nasty little fuzzy speakers in there. Yeah. Um. Those those probably didn't sound good the day the day you bought him. Yeah. Uh, let alone ten years later. But I mean, geez, that is uh, that is really something. I'm sorry. I know your phone is ringing. Yes. You have your, your dad in your phone as father. I, I do have my dad in my phone as father and my mom in my phone as mother. That is correct. <laughs> father and mother. That are, is uh, such a bird child thing. That is their names. Those are their names, rather. <laughs> anyway, back to Black Santa. Yes. So, Reel us in. 
let me, if I remember correctly, I was a wee lad when we got Black Santa. Mm-hmm. Like, five. I think I was in kindergarten. And my nonno brought over this box with the Santa animatronic in it, and he was so excited. And, you know, he's an old Italian. Right. Rest his soul. He he comes in with this, and he goes, Hey, oh, I, I, Mr. Luigi, I, I got this, I got... I got this Santa animatronic for you. And he, and my dad's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> nice. So we, we take it out. <laughs> they set it up. And my dad was like, oh, okay, cool. It's, you know, it's Black you know. Santa. Right. And apparently my nonno opens it up and he sees it's Black Santa and he goes, why is he black? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. My, my dad's like, uh, nonno, it. It says Black Santa on the box. <laughs> <laughs> and Nondo goes, what? what do you mean? No, he's white. It's white Santa. It's Santa Claus. And my dad's like, no, it it says Black Santa on the box. It's right there. And he's what? What is this? And we're like, it's Black Santa. Nondo, what do you want us to say? <laughs> what do you mean, what is this? It's, it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> it literally says it on the box. Yeah. So. Now, I'm scared, horribly scared of this thing because it is this weird, lifelike, not quite human animatronic. Deep in the uncanny valley. Exactly. And for a five-year-old, I was like, five-year-old. I, I don't want to go near that thing. Yeah. For the five-year-old, the uncanny valley is abyssal in depth. It is yep. just terrifying. Yeah. It was horrifying. He would dance and sing, and then his head would like move like all yeah. erotic. And I was like, no, 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 no. And his I, mouth I like, ran open. to the other room. And all of the kids were scared of Black Santa at some point. Right. Every single one. And then there's a turning point one year where they come back and they all love Black Santa. Because like, it's hilarious. And they hug him. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because it's, 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 it's funny. hysterical. <laughs> but that is, that's how we got Black Santa. Wow. I like and it. My nonno thought it was just a white Santa. Right. And he bought it and then he was very confused when he came out and it was Black Santa. <laughs> I will say, it's a strange size. He's like life size, but not quite. He's, he's like, like a, a midget. He's like a small person. Yeah. Like, he's like an old Italian man. <laughs> like, he's not small. He's like, you know, probably like 5'5 five five or something. Like, it's a, it's a normal height, but it's yeah. just on the smaller side. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's got normal-sized feet, like, pretty standard proportions. Mm -hmm. He's just on the smaller side. Yeah. Like, when I think of Santa, I imagine this large, portly man. Like, yeah. like probably six even, rather heavy set, mm -hmm. but like a, a, a large individual. Yeah. But, like, this guy's probably like, Five five, maybe like a buck twenty. Like he's not <laughs> he's not a big guy by any means. No. Which is funny. It's like it's you know, cause you see those those little Santa dolls and they're like they're like properly like, you know, three feet tall or something. Mm -hmm. Like they're designed to be miniature. Or like like a, a like an action figure kind of doll. Yeah. I don't see many of Santa action figures <laughs> now that I mention it, but like, you know, like a normal doll size would be, you know, maybe a foot, eight inches, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like He's at a very strange size. He's not oversized either. Like an oversized, like you know those Home Depot skeletons? They're like yeah. 12 feet tall. Yeah. Like that's hilarious. But he's just, he's a very strange size. He's big for the kids. He's big for the kids. I remember thinking, man, Black Santa's like an adult. And yeah, then I exactly. became an adult. And no, I was like, like, huh, he is adult like size. Kind of short. He's adult size. He's just like, you know, on the smaller side of an he's adult. He's a short king. He's a, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just fascinating. I You could say like, oh, well, he's really old. He's shrunk with age. You know, that, that I'd believe. Because yeah. he is, he's got all, only white hair. 
I think he used to stand up straight too. Really? Yeah. So he's he's literally hunched over with age. I yeah. That I think is so. incredible. He uh That's amazing. It's very old, as I said. Yes. I am now twenty years old and I think I got it. We got Laxana when I was five. So wow. he's very old. That's incredible. And he's been a staple ever since we got him. And it's a great talking point because everybody who sees it is yeah. like, what? Why? What is this? Yeah. Why is this here? Just, you know, just curious. It's like, yeah, that's fascinating. That's that's fun. It's a great time. It is. We uh, we almost lost him one year because we couldn't find the power cable. No. Yeah, but uh, we got a replacement for him and he, and he worked fine. <laughs> we still don't know where the original power cable is. but That's tough. Yeah, like I've, I've like... I've lifted Santa's shirt and like peer inside, and that was. Do you want to talk about Uncanny Valley? Oh God! His head is like totally solid, but the inside is basically just the clothes over top of like a an empty plastic frame. Oh, that is terrifying. Yeah, it was absolutely horrifying. That is little. like really he's scary. totally hollow. Oh, oh! How old were you when you when you discovered this? I was probably like nine. Oh God! When I finally had like the balls to to like yeah, look like and she like oh well, how does this work? How does this work? That's deeply unsettling. Yeah. That is very, very scary. Oh, well, talk about some more pleasant Christmas traditions, part of your family. The Pac-Man tournament you mentioned. Oh, yeah. On our break, while I glimpsed a a glance of Mr. Black Santa, you and I played a game of Pac-Man in the very cabinet that you hold your Family tournaments? Yes. You, you played with tournament rules. I played with tournament rules, and it was fun. And like I said, I uh, I was beaten pretty spectacularly, but I don't feel bad because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of learning curve. The joystick is very different than the arrow keys or WASD. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, I, you know, I'm not a Pac-Man expert by any means, but I've played a fair amount of boards in my day just on Google Pac-Man, Google Chrome, Google Pac-Man, yep. you know, and the arrow keys, they make it pretty easy, but the joystick, there's a learning curve there for sure. Yeah, it's a different way to control. And I noticed too, you said, uh, especially there's a, I, I noticed there's a very high skill ceiling with Pac-Man. Yeah, there is. Because there's a lot of nuance that people like I don't understand. Like, for mm-hmm. example, you mentioned that, oh, well, Pac-Man is, you, the ghost is catching up. Because it's the second board and because you're eating and you would be faster if you were not eating. Yeah. Like if you if you were going down a path that you had already cleared, you'd be much faster. Yeah. For example, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you sort of intuit that, but you don't consciously, you don't, you're not aware of it and you certainly don't implement, implement it into your strategy consciously. It's very slight. So you almost don't even intuit it. Right. Like you, it is slight. But Unless it's enough you're to make really a difference. paying attention. It's enough to make a difference. It is. So once you know about it, it's like, oh, I'm getting I'm getting real close on the ghost. Let me right. let me go down a straight instead, see if I can gain some more paths. Right, right, right. But there there's a lot of detail. It's not terribly complex, mind you. I mean, this yeah. is an arcade game no, from still. the 80s. But even still. But like there there are paths that the ghosts can take. And have to take like there's mm-hmm. certain places on the board depending on which mode they are they don't just wander around randomly or all chase behind you they all have a different behavior pattern okay see i noticed like i i've noticed that the ghosts all four of them have different personalities so to speak they do yeah mm-hmm. so i'm glad i'm not <laughs> i'm not crazy but i mean to be fair it was kind of obvious like the different speeds the different tracking like yeah. it, it, it's not hard to grab mm-hmm. 
the the red one always follows behind you and tries to catch up to you. The mm-hmm. pink gets. Uh, I think pink and blue both try to get in front of Pac Man, mm-hmm. but they do it in different ways. Okay, and then the orange one just kind of he's pokey, you know, he's pokey, he pokes around, else <laughs> yeah. he, he just wanders around randomly. Right, right. And they they all have different states, and depending on the state they're in, they can't go up certain paths or down certain paths. So there's a space mm. in the bottom right of the map. Mm-hmm. It's that uh, that L shape right under the ghost house. Mm-hmm. If they're all chasing you and you turn up into that spot mm-hmm. from the left side, they cannot hit you because of the way their tracking works. They just get stuck in a circle around you. Huh? And it is it's pretty cool. You just like like just pause the game essentially. Yep. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah, it's really cool. There's there's so many yeah, that's that's crazy. Yep. I mean it's a proper game. Like there's so many ways to game it, cheese it. No, hundred percent. That's very interesting. If you go through the tunnels, you your speed is the same, but the ghosts drop their speed by half. So if you're getting chased and you hop in a tunnel, right. it's a great way to get some distance. Huh. As the as the uh runner up at the pack last yeah. Pac-Man tournament, you gotta know something. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't you don't get to, you don't get into the finals without knowing a few uh, few little tricks, tips and tricks, tips if and you tricks, will. if you will. Speaking of uh, games, speaking of cheesing games, I uh, I went on kind of a deep dive yesterday, kind of a binge, oh, yeah? if you will. Yesterday, ooh, and a good chunk of today, actually. I watched, <laughs> I watched all the Hunger Games movies in a row. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. I don't know why. I was just so compelled. I was just so, so compelled uh, for no reason. I watched the first one, and I was like, wow, this is really good. Mm. I forgot how much I loved The Hunger Games. I didn't realize you were a big fan. I mean, I, I didn't either. <laughs> That's the thing. I didn't either. I had no idea. So I watched the first one. I was like, oh, come on. I got to finish this out. And so I watched the first one. I went out to dinner with uh, Ryan O'Kirk, mm-hmm. and then... uh we had a we had a business meeting. A monkey business monkey meeting. business. Yeah. I see. Monkey business. And uh I get back and I immediately pull up catching fire. <laughs> and then I finish catching fire. And then I pull up mocking J Part One. And then I finish mocking J Part One. And I am I'm not going to say what time it is because I am extremely embarrassed. <laughs> it was late. I should not have watched Mocking J Part Two. But I did in its entirety, <laughs> and I I don't regret it. I mean, I was a little tired waking up this morning. I'm gonna be honest. Fair, but it's break. I'm gonna nap. It's not gonna be a big deal. There you go. I'm just gonna. I I enjoyed it. I did not watch Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. That's Ooh. technically a prequel. Okay. And everyone says it was. sucks. And it also came out very recently. At the time of recording this, it's only been out for like a month. Really? I think. Huh. But I've heard bad things. Oh. Um it's a prequel. It's mm-hmm. not it's not the same storyline. Yeah. So who's to say? I don't know. But the the four that I did watch thoroughly enjoyed. Really, really liked those. Disturbing, for sure. I very, very disturbing. But I enjoyed it a lot. I don't remember very like I haven't seen the Hunger Games in a long time. Yeah. That's why that's partially why I enjoyed it. Because I was like, I know what happens. But I don't know what happens, you know? Yeah. Like, I remember big picture moments. Like, oh, I'm pretty sure this happens. But, like, mm-hmm. I forget the story for the most part. Like, I really forgot the story. Like, oh, Katniss Everdeen, Hunger Games, PETA, District 12. Like, that's, that's only really 
most of what I remember. But it's a very well done story. Suzanne Collins, I haven't read the books, but I, I, I should. I've heard the books are very, very well done. And part of the reason the movies are so great is because they are very faithful uh, screenings of the books. They're okay. very faithful to the books. Interesting. And, you know, Suzanne Collins, I, I definitely think, knocked it out of the park with the books because uh, it's just a great story. It's a really good story, mm-hmm. in uh, my opinion. I have to reread, or, well, not reread. I have to read for the first time and rewatch the movies to really comment because I mm-hmm. don't remember very much either. Yeah. The one thing I do remember is that every movie got progressively worse. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's, I, I think it was mostly because of the story because the first one is the spoiler alert. The only one that actually has like a, a true Hunger Game. All the way, start to finish. Yeah. Which is a very, which is an interesting, yeah, you know, concept. It's, the it's other a, thing, a death game, which is right. always interesting. The other thing I noticed too, I was looking at the progress bar. I barely looked at the progress bar. I was like, I was just in a trance the whole <laughs> time. But in the first movie, the the actual games themselves don't start until like past the halfway point. Like you're a solid yeah, hour right. into the movie before before they actually start the games, which is really. Pretty cool. It was and never about the Hunger Games. It was never exactly. That's that's the whole thing. It was right. never about the games. But I don't know. I also think, especially watching in the year 2023, almost at the time of recording this, very nearly 2024, perhaps at the time of listening, probably 2024. But still, the the CGI. I mean, it's, I, I remember one specific the, scene. I think in part. Mocking J Part One with the plane, yeah, with the, with the ship, and it was like, ooh, yeah, like it's a decade old at this point. So I'm pretty sure the the oh, the first one I think was 2012, and then I think, like, I think Mocking J Part Two was 2017. So mm-hmm. fill fill it in roughly equal space between Catching Fire and Part One, but you know, I mean, the first the first movie, the CGI is not fantastic. I'm gonna be honest. It's not it's not the yeah. best. But again, I I think it was compelling enough that I was able to look past that. And then it got better. The CGI got better. And you're right. In terms of ratings, it peaks with catching fire and then it drops off. Mm-hmm. The two mocking jays are both rated slightly lower. But I still enjoyed it personally. I mean it's it's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No. It's I mean it's it's political. It's very political, right? Yeah. It's about the government and the people. And all that. Mm-hmm. It was never about the games. But no, it was. I enjoyed it still. I'll have to give it a, a rewatch. I'm kind of. Suzanne, I think, I think part of the reason I like it so much is Suzanne Collins, she is a very compelling world builder. Like everything, mm-hmm. it doesn't make. I hesitate to say it makes sense, but like it's not so stupidly created. You're like, okay, that doesn't really make sense. Like it makes sense in the context that she's created. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 I heard, to be fair, I think the reason I started this saga is, uh, are you familiar with the YouTube channel, The Vile Eye? No, I'm not. So it's this guy, and the only thing he does on YouTube, I'm pretty sure, is this series called Analyzing Evil, where he takes a psychological look into the villains of different franchises, or oh, just different cool. villains. I love so, that like, stuff. Name a famous villain, like, you know. Colonel Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. um, Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. Warden Norton from 
Shawshank Redemption, Nurse mm-hmm. Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Like, oh, oh, I love that movie. Yeah, so much. Scar from uh, The Lion King. Like, uh, a lot of animated movies. Right. As well as, like, they can be horror movies, like, um, like a serial killer from a horror movie, mm-hmm. or it could be like an animated villain from a kid's movie. Okay. Like, it's a broad spectrum. He does a really good job. And one of the, the most recent drop at the time of recording was President Snow from The Hunger Games. Awesome. And so I watched just a little bit of that. He always builds the world before explaining the character. And I was like, I had no idea how well built the world of Penem was mm-hmm. by Suzanne Collins before watching this video. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, The Hunger Games, it's the future. It's cool. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I never knew it was, it's not actually the future. It's the future in an alternate timeline. Right. Ostensibly where World War II drags on into like the 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, nuclear apocalypse, rising sea levels, new coastline mm-hmm. of the United States. The United States is dissolved. It's now Penem. No one else exists in the world. Like it's, it's a thoughtful world building and I really appreciate it. I'm more intrigued now yeah. than I was about five minutes ago. I will that say, is very interesting. you could I'm, probably hmm. get away with just watching the Vile Eye video mm-hmm. and not all, what is it? Each movie's about two hours. They're, they're pretty long. Or about eight hours of movie, yeah. which I did it's yesterday. full shift. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was longer than eight hours because the I movies I think the are, Mockingjay movies are longer. They're like two hours like 15 or 20 minutes okay and then like i think catching fire is like two hours 10 minutes or so gotcha but uh the og hunger games i'm pretty sure it's just pretty flat on the two hour mark but still like eight and a half nine hours of movie right you could probably get away with just watching a recap of it uh, if you're interested but i don't know i still i liked it i thought it was fun you know, obviously, there's some critiques. Like, it wasn't perfect. There was a lot. No, no story ever is. No but... story ever is. Yeah, there was a lot to be desired. I was like, oh, that, that, I, don't, I don't really like that. There were a lot of parts like that, but still. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Maybe it was just I really wanted to just turn my brain and body off and just watch movies for a whole day. There is nothing wrong with that because sometimes you really do need I, it. I think I needed it. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Maybe if I maybe if I watched it at any other point, I'd be like, these movies suck. Why am I watching this? This isn't, <laughs> this isn't good. This is mediocre at best. Sometimes that's the uh that's the thing about watching a movie. If it if you're not in the right mindset, you just want exactly. to right? I think Which yeah. Makes me wonder like does a critic, critics, do they really know anything? Right? Or are they just in the right mindset or wrong mindset when exactly. they watch the movie? You know what I mean? That's a very compelling point. Oh, I very think a lot, of, a lot of movies do something that you can appreciate regardless of yes. your mindset. Even if they don't do it well, you can at least understand what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then understand maybe why it didn't work. Right. But if it's an objectively sound movie, I feel like it's it really is just like, oh, well, I didn't like this. Yeah. So it's bad. Okay, buddy. Like, all right. Yeah, I I think I was probably in the mindset. You could have put any movie series in front of me. And I would have been like, oh, that was really good. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. (laughs) You just wanted to watch a movie. Like, uh, calm down. (laughs) It's not that good. So who knows? Maybe I am overhyping this. Who's to say? I don't know. And I, I don't think that really matters because I had fun. Exactly. You know, At the end of the day, it's what you take away from it. Precisely. That's precisely Nobody it. can take that away from you. Except the government. <laughs> 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 Which is why we need to uprise, unite the district. Anyway, 
I digress. Since we're talking about young adult dystopian novels. Yes. Did you ever read or watch The Maze Runner? I did not. That was one that I really missed out on. I feel like when I was in elementary and middle school, everyone read Maze Runner, except for me. Okay, maybe there was a disconnect at at our schools then. Really? Yeah, I feel like not too many. Okay, maybe I was just late to the party because I didn't read The Maze Runner until middle school. But I feel like I didn't really know many people who read Really? Maze Runner huh. series all the way through. Maybe it was just my friends. Maybe that's just the type of person that I surround <laughs> myself with. Could have been, yeah. It's very plausible. But Sampling bias. I really liked The Maze Runner. That was, I think, the only like young adult dystopian novel I actually got into. Like I never mm. cared for Divergent. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what the plot is. But that was a big one I remember going around. Then, of course, right. Hunger Games. and I'm trying to think of if some other ones, but I can't quite remember. Mm-hmm. Maze Runner was the only one I liked. Right. It was is the point. Sure. But I got really into those. I read everything except the second prequel, the Fever Code one. That sounds like something that you could probably skip reading. <laughs> probably. I, I did. <laughs> but I, I read the, the main trilogy, and then I read the previous, the, the first prequel about how the... Uh, Spoiler alert. Uh-oh. The big disease comes about. Okay. So the Maze Runner thoroughly surprised me, and I... Don't know how much I'd like it now if I reread it. Yeah. He's thinking about it. Like, some of the, the plot was kind of like, oh, what else would they do? Right. Kind of like like it was a little bit half-baked, potentially. Okay. I don't know. I'd have to look at it again with a, a more critical eye. Right, but When right, I was right. 12 and reading it, I thought, wow, this is such an interesting concept. Yeah. And- Th- there's a lot of stuff that <laughs> that I <laughs> I remember as a kid very, very fondly. Mm-hmm. And I would love to revisit it, but at the same time, I'm a little cautious because I've had mixed results with that. Yeah. Like, for example, I'll take Robin Williams as an example. Rest his soul. Incredible human being. You're about to talk about Flubber. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible human being. A giant, a, a legend, an angel of the entertainment industry, of acting, of comedy of right. art and beauty, just an incredible person. And uh, <laughs> he's been involved in a lot of wonderful projects. And he's also <laughs> been involved in not too few of uh, some stinkers as well. <laughs> so, for example, Mrs. Doubtfire, one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. I ate it up as a kid, and I revisited it fairly recently. Maybe... maybe uh, Last semester. Mm-hmm. This is where we just finished the fall. This is last spring at this point. And uh, it was just as good as I remembered. It was just as good. It was so funny, so witty, so sharp, just incredible. Right. And then I <laughs> I also revisited <laughs> oh, no. Flubber, <laughs> which, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, was not the best. <laughs> it, it, uh, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't phenomenal. But, you know, that's that's just the way things go, you know? Like, personally, if I could go back, I would not have rewatched Flubber. <laughs> because that has left the sour taste in my mouth. Like whenever I think of Flubber, sure I still think of, I think of it very fondly. It has a very special place in my heart. But I have come to the shattering realization. The reality has been brought upon me that it is not a good movie, <laughs> right? Like, it's one thing to love it 
but it's another thing to understand like yeah it's not that good yeah <laughs> so i'm cautious because it's hit or miss i've had mixed mixed experiences like i'd love to revisit some of the media of my childhood but i don't know if i want it not spoiled but like do i want to do i want relift the veil exactly like yeah do i want to yeah, expose the the childhood and the childlike wonder to the harsh reality of the real world. Yeah. I don't think I do. I think I, I just want to leave it be. I want to let it let it rest in peace, so to speak. I know that's very macabre and like kind of dark to think about your child. Yeah. Like your childlike <laughs> wonders being dead. And that's not what I'm trying to imply at all. But like those memories, I don't want to I don't know. I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't want to paste over them, you know? I don't want to wash over them. Yeah. It's like it's like uh you find this beautiful piece of artwork and you're like, "Oh, I need canvas." But I don't have any blank canvas. I'm just going to paint over this one. It's like I don't know. I I I'd, I'd rather not do that. Understandable. So there are some things worth revisiting and other things not, and I think <laughs> Flubber was not. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't know until you do. But you know, I've had a few things that way. There's a very infamous Dragon Ball Z game mm. called Dragon Ball Z Sagas. I guarantee not a single person listening to this podcast as of recording will know what this game is. Yeah. <laughs> but it Probably. Is, it's a, it's a beat-em-up Dragon Ball game. Okay. And it takes you all the way through about half of the Dragon Ball Z story. Right. And uh, it was really cool because it was co-op. Mm -hmm. And it had a bunch of characters. So when I was little, it was so cool to go through and like beat right. up Cybermen and androids yeah, yeah. with my friends and play Dragon Ball Z sagas. Naturally. And then I got older and I played it again. Ooh. And it is like literally one of the worst games I've ever played. Oh. Every character is the exact same. The game runs like horribly. Yeah. There's bugs and glitches everywhere. Oh. And to top it all off, because it follows the show, certain battles where there were only like one person fighting mm -hmm. those co-op modes there's a there's a little hourglass that ticks down mm -hmm. and player one plays for a little for a couple seconds and then when the the hourglass ticks down player two then goes mm -hmm. and they they'll they'll fight a little bit and you just keep switching mm. but the problem is player two gets stuck in place and can't move ah and it's also not really co-op anymore. Yeah, I was going to say. Because you can't play at the same time. It's, yeah. it's terrible. It's just, yeah. Just Ooh. not a good, bad game. That sucks. I wish it got a remake because it's the only Dragon Ball Z game like that. Okay. And it would be really cool to have a co-op beat-em-up Dragon Ball game. Yeah. But it doesn't exist. Well, it does. We're not going to talk about it's it anymore. It's just not very good. <laughs> it's, it's awful. It's... Yeah. I think one of the worst things for me personally about visiting old games is the graphics. Because the graphics are something that it's very, not seasonal, but like it changes, right? Like I, yeah. remember, I remember when I was a kid and I would see some of these graphics of certain games. It was like, mm -hmm. I was blown away. It was like, yeah. this is lifelike. This is incredible. And it's like, GTA San Andreas or something <laughs> and you revisit it now and you're like oh yikes yeah like it looks awful which I, is unfortunate yeah. and that that is something that is 
that's unstoppable. You can ne- you can't do anything about that. Yeah. Graphics will only just get better and the old games that you're fond of that mm-hmm. you used to think have good graphics will only look worse. They age a lot better in your head than they do in actuality. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had the same thing earlier. I was playing Resistance 3 and I have been because I love Resistance 3. Mhm. It's an old PS3 game. I used to think it looked lifelike like you said. Right. And then when I went and replayed it I realized that it certainly was not. <laughs> I remember one specific moment I was playing co-op with my friend and uh, he went up the ladder and I watched his character model mm-hmm. and he had a big rocket launcher with mm-hmm. him. The rocket launcher didn't like disappear into a pocket. There was no animation of him like putting the rocket launcher away and then he climbing just the ladder. Kept it in his hand. The rocket launcher like folded into into his body oh, no. as he walked up the steps, oh. and you could see both. And it was like, oh boy, yeah, <laughs> that's not how I remember this being. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little rough. And there, there's other moments where, like, if, you, if you're, like, in a building and you jump to look at another one, you just see through the floor because it's just not loaded yet. Yeah. And it's, like, things rough. like that. It's just the character model's not looking right. That's rough. And, and the, the other funny thing, too, about this is the, the critics and the reviews and stuff. Like, if you go back and read those, I, yeah. saw, I saw this one blurb from Half-Life 2 oh when it came God. out. And it was, like, the graphics are stunning and lifelike. They're the best thing we've ever seen so far. Yeah. The best graphics to come out this year. Yeah. And then you revisit Half-Life 2 and it's like, ah, well, you know, ah. <laughs> I'm not too sure about that one. You, you count the individual polygons yeah, in every you, joint and it's like, like literally oof. count the polygons. It's like, yeah. ah, well, maybe not. But, ooh, who's to say? Who's to say? That is cool, though. To, I enjoy that. I feel like I've done that enough now where it's like, I like seeing that almost, kind of seeing how jagged it looks. Mm. I appreciate it. I okay. think it looks cool. I dig that retro, like, early yeah. 3D aesthetic. I mean, I, I will also say that I don't think it's necessarily, like, you can revisit an old game that you thought used to have life-life graphics, and it doesn't look like that. You could, I mean, they're still good. Yeah. If at any point you were impressed by them, they have to be impressive in their own right in some capacity. For sure. So it's not, it's not all bad, for yeah. sure. I will say, though, that the jump from, like, the first generation of 3D gaming, so, mm-hmm. like, N64, PS1, and Saturn, mm-hmm. to the second generation of 3D gaming, which is, like, the GameCube, PS2, kind of Wii, mm-hmm. and the, the original Xbox is, like, insane. You oh, yeah. At, look at, oh, like, yeah. the original Smash Bros next to Smash Bros. Melee. Like, mm-hmm. the original Smash Bros, like... Mario's got like a two pixel face and like four polygons and one his fist is just a yeah, block. Yeah. And the second one, he's got individual fingers. You can see yeah. the hairs on his mustache. <laughs> and he's got a round belly. It's yeah. not just cube. Right. I think that's one of my favorite things to see. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That jump is absolutely stunning to me. That is very impressive. That's a that's a great, yeah. It's a it's an interesting point on the sigmoid curve of uh technological evolution. Yeah. Very fun. I have an interesting question for you. Hit me, dealer. So, you know how there are... So, okay. We talk a lot about movies and songs. And we talk a lot about music, movies, and video games Mm -hmm. here at Nonfiction Thoughts. I definitely think there are holiday movies. I think there is holiday music. Mm -hmm. But I hesitate to say there are holiday video games. I don't think it exists. 
Okay. They do exist. Oh? But they're usually cheap shovelware or flash games. Okay, that's that's so, that's what I mean. Like yeah. an actual something that puts you in the puts you in the holiday spirit. Yeah. I, I, I think um you can definitely make it work. Like, you know how Minecraft does their fun seasonal stuff? Oh yeah. Like yeah, on yeah. Christmas they'll mm-hmm. they'll have a like a snapshot or something and you can turn all your chests into presents or whatever. Yeah. Like cute stuff like that. But I don't think it's uh I don't think it, that it really yeah, exists. The theme isn't really Which is interesting. Holiday. Cuz like I don't know. If if you're a single player game, if someone buys your game and then just shelves it for the rest of your life, that's no skin off your back. Yeah. Like if it's multiplayer, sure, you want an active player base, you want people in servers, you want sure. people in yeah. lobbies. But if it's sim- if it's single player, I'm like, uh, is it really that big of a deal if like you buy it and then you never play it? Not really. Yeah. So if you, I'm, I'm just curious. I feel like, sure, it would be a seasonal thing. You'd see these massive spikes around the holidays, and then it'd just be zeroed out everywhere else in the year. But like, I don't know. You buy it once. It's really all that matters. I think the problem with that would be that you only would buy it at that one spot in the year when games are sold year round. You know. Right. Right. So you could sell it only at Christmas, or you could sell it at Christmas. And in June, when everyone graduates and parents may buy their kids a video game. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. To, you know, yeah, that, like that. that is interesting. But I, will, I, will, I do kind of want to revisit Christmas movies. Do you have any favorite Christmas movies? Yeah, I do. You're not going to share? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. My, my favorite Christmas movies, I hesitate to say movies, they're more like specials, I feel like, or the claymation. Christmas mm, tales. So yes. um Santa Claus is coming to town and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. And I, I just mean, found out there's a, a little drummer boy one too. Oh, that's fun. Which has a really cool aesthetic. So actually. you mean like the OG, like that classic claymation Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? Yeah. The that, stop motion ones. Oh yeah. I mean mm-hmm. that's I those are my favorites for sure. Those are legendary. Yeah. Those are legendary. Yep. For sure. Easily. I would definitely have to agree with you. I am personally a big fan of Frosty the Snowman. I mean, you gotta love him. Happy birthday! Like, come on. I love Frosty, but I, I feel like doesn't have the same charm. He doesn't. That the, the you're right. He doesn't. I, I'm. Let me be clear, Obama. Let me be clear. <laughs> he's definitely a, a cut below. Yeah. But still, I think I think he's up there. Yeah. What about um like tacky cheesy stuff like Hallmark, Elf, uh, Home Alone, that kind of flavor. Um, the Hallmark movies are. Some of the funniest things I've ever seen because they are awful. Yeah. Like, I remember one, the the big Hallmark, like, twist at the end was that the dude was actually Santa. <laughs> and I thought it was hysterical. Mm-hmm. But I hate those. Right. But they're funny. Yeah. Okay. I think Elf is criminally overrated. And I on it, I haven't seen Home Alone in its entirety ever. Yeah. I, I hate to agree with you on, on the Elf part. I mean, that's, it's tough. but. It's the way it is, you know. Yeah. I I would honestly, I mean, I haven't seen all of the Home Alones because I know there's like a million. And I think that fact alone is all you need to know about the whole cash grabbiness of it and yeah. the whole maybe overratedness of mm-hmm. it. I mean, the first one was good, but I think its cult following is a, just a little bit unjustified. I was going to say like Star Wars, but that is justified. <laughs> yeah, that's very justified. Miracle on 34th Street is a great one. 
That's a classic. I've never heard anybody except Ms. Luigi talk about that movie. You're kidding. Yeah, we that was the first Christmas movie I think we watched together. Wow. One of the first. I really like Miracle on 34th Street, despite how poorly it's aged. <laughs> yeah. Which is not well. Yeah. But still. But it is, it's a, it is a charming movie. It's charming. If you accept it for the time it was made in. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, yeah, I hope that was a given, but uh, for sure. The other, this is this is my Robin Williams s- soft spot coming through, <laughs> Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, oh, I just, th- those kind of those actors, those right. kind of comedians, I just adore them. The Grinch. Oh, yeah. For, I, the Grinch I is I love incredible. The Grinch. I almost forgot. And I am definitely a firm subscriber to the the OG animated versions are always better yeah. than the live action remakes. Oh yeah. Except for this instance. Really? This is the only exception that I can think of. Okay. The only exception that I can think of where the live action remake is better than the OG animated one is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I'm going to be honest, it is carried by Jim Carrey. Maybe that's how he got his name. <laughs> Jim Carrey. <laughs> Like he he, he kind of did carry that movie a little bit. Doesn't he carry every movie? He's he does. In? He does. He's Jim Carrey. He's Jim Carrey. I mean, it's in the name. It's in the name. Exactly. He's uh it's in the name. He's 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 pretty good. He's very good at what he does. I don't remember watching the live action Grinch all the way through, mm-hmm. but I am a big fan of the animated Grinch and yeah. of course the book. Yeah. So I Naturally. thoroughly enjoy it. Have you watched Rudolph Shining New Year? <laughs> I don't think anyone has. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think anyone has watched Rudolph Shining New Year. I don't think most people know it exists. I certainly didn't until you <laughs> asked. For all I know, you could be making this up right I now. I swear to God, it's a real thing. Have I watched it all the way through? Never. I'm not sure many people have watched it all the way through, besides yeah. the production team. And even then, who knows? Yeah. It's like, hey. You just need me to animate these keys. That's all I'm going to do. I don't want to watch this thing once it comes out. <laughs> yeah. I have no part in this. Yeah. Like, hey, you need me to mic it up, sound, whatever. I'm not going to watch it, though. Yeah. Oof. Have you seen the... Um, this That was the completely just the wrong transition I was going for. for. It's all right. So there are, there are a number of games, right, that... Well, no, there aren't any. Ga- my God, my transition here was. Absolutely you're terrible. gonna wanna. I'm gonna roll this. Retry one back. that. <clears throat> so there aren't any real holiday games. Yeah. But I do have several games that I associate very strongly with the holidays. Okay. Pac-Man. Not Pac-Man, actually. You're kidding. I, I kind of. You will eventually. Probably, I will. You will. Did you ever play Lucky Tower as a kid? No. Oh, you, oh I, I thought for sure you would have played You Lucky got Tower. deflated. Your yeah. whole body just sank. Let me, okay, I don't know it by name, but okay. there's a chance that, there's a, there's a slight chance that I will have seen it. Yeah, I'm looking this, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm, okay. I'm looking at this, I have so, no I guess recollection. I'll, I'll set the scene. It looks fun, though. It's a lot of fun. It's It was a fun little flash game from the mid early like late like 2010s era. Okay. So I would play this in first grade with my best friend at the time before we moved away. We would play Lucky oh, Tower together. Right. And we play through the whole game and the whole game is like the gameplay is not very good 
it's you're going through this tower and it's just like guess and check and you go through a door right and you have to find the right one or you die in a really funny creative way okay and it's Hence just lucky tower exactly okay yeah. that makes sense and so we've played this game endlessly as kids just trying to find like oh hey there, i hear there's a secret if you do this this way and yeah we got stuck the here and there and then it, it's really funny it's mm-hmm. a funny game it's a classic sure but the game ends open ended there's three endings Ooh. one of which two of which end up with the main character naked <laughs> but that uh, sounds like 2010's flash yeah <laughs> that is what it was to a t mhm but so we we play the game multiple times to see all the deaths and get to the um uh, all the endings and then a couple of years later the second game came out mm. and the second game i associate very strongly with christmas because me and my best friend started playing that one night when we were also decorating the, the tree at my house. Wow. Huh. It was a Friday night. I think my dad made some pizza that night. That's we were, awesome. We like decorated the tree and we started playing Lucky Tower 2, which is much better than the first game. Oh. Because it's, it's actually got like a plot and it's also really funny. <laughs> Glad there's this to one hear. scene where it's like, hey, can you go and distract this, this, uh, the, the horse seller? Because. I need to get a horse. And the, this kid's like, okay, I'll do it for some candy. So you give him some candy, mm-hmm. and the kid runs over to the side of the barn and pisses on the side of it. <laughs> and the guy comes out to, like, you know, take the kid, and he, like, right. smacks him. And we thought that was hysterical. We lost Naturally. it because we're, you know, Children. second graders. Literally second graders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then you run in, and you steal this dude's diary about how, it, like, I forget what was in the diary, but it's something totally ridiculous, and you blackmail this dude into giving you a horse. <laughs> and he gives you, like, this fat horse uh-huh. that looks just like the main character. And ah, It, it was hysterical. Yeah. We thought it was the funniest thing ever, and that's why I associate that game with With the Christmas. holidays. That's great. That's great. Despite it not having any association with Literally none whatsoever. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Nope. I, I like that. That's sweet. That's sweet. I know you have been meaning to share some Holiday antics. Oh, and I, I almost forgot again. I don't want you to forget this time. Okay, so I have two. I'll start with the first one since it's more related to the holidays. Mm-hmm. But my mom called me a couple days ago, and she goes, hey, guess what I got you? And I was like, what would you get me, Mom? And she goes, well, I went to the store, and there was a sale on wrapping paper. It was, it, I think it was buy one, get one free or something like that. Uh-huh. She goes, so I, I bought some wrapping paper for myself. And with the sale, I got you your own roll of wrapping paper. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, thanks, mom. <laughs> Every boy becomes a man the day he gets his own wrapping paper. <laughs> and oh. we both laughed about it. My mom thought knew it was like kind of ridiculous. yeah. yeah. But she's like, now you won't have to wrap your presents with Hanukkah paper anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Which I actually did one year. That's, okay. So then there's a reason. Yeah. If it were just in a vacuum, like, hey, I got you some wrapping paper for Christmas, you'd be like, (laughs) but (laughs) We had a hearty laugh about that one. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing that happened, unrelated to the holidays, my dad moved his computer and desk into his own room now mm-hmm. instead of the, the the spare room that we have. Okay. And so I walked in because I had to talk to my dad. And I look at my dad's desk with not one, not two, not even three, but four monitors oh. of varying sizes and wow. a laptop. 
Wow. The laptop so, is the fourth monitor, let me clarify. Okay, okay. So three monitors and a laptop all open. Four screens. Four screens. He's not using one of them. Instead, his chair is faced towards the bed, and he is working on an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> so five screens. Yes, one of and which he used the one that was screen. not a computer. The one that was the smallest <laughs> yeah. by far. That's great. And none of the others. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's great. They were all dark. <laughs> That's funny. Sometimes Which... sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> I mean, I have, at school, I have a 27-inch monitor. Like, a, you know, it's a pretty good size uh, on my desk. And I would say the vast majority of the time, I do not hook up the HDMI cable. And I just use my laptop <laughs> on my desk. It's a little embarrassing. Is it goofy? Yes, it is. You know, it's only, a, I think, a 14-inch or a 13-inch MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the biggest screen in the world. And compared to a 27-inch, it's literally, like, a quarter the size. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, maybe I should get on that. Yeah. Who's to say? I, I, it works. Sometimes if I have, like, a big... I really only use it when I need to. Like, if I have, if I have so much open, if I have so many tabs, so much work, that I'm like, I need a couple screens to look at things. I'll pull it up and I'll I'll yeah. put some I'll blow stuff up on the uh, the big monitor, so to speak. But for the most part, I mean, I get by with just that. I will say, I love. I know you don't have a you do have an iPad, but you do not have a Apple laptop. I have an Apple laptop and an iPad, and the ecosystem is incredible. You I can, can imagine. There's this thing called Sidecar. You can use your iPad. As a second monitor, you can use it That's as an awesome. extended display. It is really cool. So That's... literally, you can go to the library, or the li- I shouldn't say the library because at our library we do have two monitors spaces that you can use. You can just set up at a workspace with two mm-hmm. monitors. But you could go to you know a park bench, for example. That's a much better sitting on a park bench. <laughs> you could go to a park bench with your backpack. Pull out your laptop, pull out your iPad, boom, you've got a double monitor set up right there. That's nutty. Gotta hack into the mainframe at a park bench. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's it's kind of goofy, but it's really cool, though. It's still cool. I kind of wish I had a new monitor set up. Mm-hmm. My laptop is, it's I, big. I work like exclusively over that. It is big. It's big. I can, I'm looking at it right now. But when you go to edit, it's still not big yeah. enough, and it's really useful to have. Yeah. It would be useful to have, like, Google open on one, mm-hmm. and then all of my editing going on in one, yeah. or be able to just spread out my editing, because I work in multiple programs right. a lot of the time. Right. Mostly Photoshop and Premiere. Yeah. That's my dual program setup. At least <laughs> when it's Audition, it's just Audition. Right. Usually. <laughs> not always, but I wish I had a dual monitor. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Christmas gift. You can get <laughs> you can get pretty good monitors for, you know, 50, 60 bucks. It's a thought. Maybe I'll buy it for myself. Maybe buy it for yourself, knows, yeah. Actually. I'll, Maybe I'll splurge a little bit. Get a, get a little nicer of one. Maybe. Because, like, my monitor's nice, but it's only 1080p. And, like, that's not bad, but when it's 27 inches, mm. then it gets a little bad. Gotcha. Like, the quality is fine, but it is big, so... It's not fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's all right. But um, what was I going to say? I, I foregore. Oh, yeah. The other thing is I, if I have, like, MuseScore open, that's a music notation software. If I'm doing stuff in music, like, 
MuseScore is very busy. Mm-hmm. Like it's very dense. Yeah. And you got the mixers and the sheet music and the all the different stuff. So like, hey, it sounds like premiere. Yeah. I mean, not uh, audition. Sheet music. Yeah. But you you put it up on the on the big screen and it's just it just breathes so much easier. Yeah. You know, it's like <gasps> versus <sighs> just a nice, yeah, relaxed space. I have been thinking through a desktop setup uh-huh. kind of deal with like five monitor. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. like, like a, a two monitor setup at a desktop because I've never had a desktop computer. Yeah, and uh, I'd like to like get a one tower. That's, yeah, yeah, I'd like to get one like build one that's like kind of you know yeah that'd be pretty fun. powerful yeah. so I can edit good. Chadwick has one, correct? Chadwick does have yes. a big dual monitor, not dual monitor, but he's got a big monitor and a. And nice a tower PC. computer. Yeah. And his his monitor is on an arm. So he Oh yes, that's however. right. I forgot about that. That's funny. That's so, nice. <laughs> I'm uh I'm almost a little jealous, but I feel like I'd want to make sure that I'm not leaving places and traveling a lot back and forth yeah, if I were to make that. Exactly. That's that's the yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I want to set that up and leave it. Like I don't want to be bringing it back and forth, especially right, right, college right. and all. Yeah, no, I do not. The only times actually yeah, no, I never, I don't think I've ever brought my monitor home for a break. Besides summer. Mm-hmm. Summer, obviously. Well, I mean, I can't really even say that be, because between my freshman and sophomore years, I was still at our campus. Yeah. And I just still had my monitor there. But um, yeah, I never really bring it home and set it up. I just leave it there. And obviously, if that's what I do, I certainly would do that with a PC, like an actual, like a tower. Yeah. So. Well, I think with that, We'll probably have to finish up here for today. About out of time, just looks like. So, dual monitor setup would be nice. Mm-hmm. But we don't have that. Maybe if we get a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Very subtle. We could. <laughs> Let us know. Apple. Uh, who else makes monitors? LG. Uh, Samsung. Samsung. Dell. Sam didn't want to sing, but Samsung. <laughs> oh, clever. All right. Well, thank you all very much for watching. We really appreciate it. I think mine's a Dell, by the way. No. Yeah, we, a re- Dell. we really, <laughs> <laughs> we very much do from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Check us out on the Instagram at nficthoughts underscore podcast if you're not following us there already. And without further ado, have a happy, healthy rest of your day. Make it as good as you can make it. Toodles.